Welcome to the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. The My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is your local source for the latest news and information on fishing Cape Cod. Now, here's your host, Kevin Collins. Hello and welcome to another edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast from MyFishingCapeCod.com. I'm your host, Kevin Collins, back with you for our first August edition of the MFCC podcast during the summer of 2022. And we've had quite the weather change over the past 24 to 48 hours. We were in the midst of a massive heat wave here in eastern Massachusetts and Cape Cod and the islands with temperatures over 90 degrees seemingly every day for weeks, no rain in sight. And now we have much cooler temperatures, still very muggy, but definitely different weather that has moved into the area here. It'll be really interesting to see how that affects the bite throughout Cape Cod Bay, the Outer Cape, and Islands. So today is going to be one of our standard fishing report formatted podcasts. We're going to hear from a panel of guest experts. We're going to be led off by MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins. We're then going to be joined by CJ Seropoulos from down behind the counter at the Goose Hummock Shop in Orleans. And last but not least, we'll hear from our good buddy Bruno Demir from down at Cape and Islands Mitsubishi. So let's get right into the fishing report today with our first guest. Well, as promised, up first on today's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins. Ryan, how are you doing on this Wednesday? Doing pretty well, Kevin. Just speaking with you from my backyard, getting ready to meet my cousin Jimmy over at Fisherman's View Restaurant. Things are going well today. Yeah, certainly a beautiful spot to hang out and have lunch or a beverage and enjoy the patio at Fisherman's View. Uh, the first thing I wanted to bring up to you today, Ryan, uh, the last couple of podcasts that we've done have been members-only podcasts, but today we're going to go back to treating everybody and we're going to make this one public. We are, and special thank you to everybody signed up over the last month to listen to our previous two members-only podcasts. That's a big help. And we rely on membership support to do what we do. And I can't thank new people who signed up enough. And speaking of new people that signed up, Ryan, do you mind if I take a moment just to give some of the new folks a a warm welcome? Of course. Go right ahead, Kevin. So we got some new members that have signed up just within the last week or so. We've got Tim Connolly, uh, Timothy Knowles, Daniel DeLore, and Dorian Alba. And we also want to give a, a special shout out and thank you to Jim Murphy, Eric Meyer, and Paul O'Keefe, who as of this week are now 10-year members, Ryan, which is quite the accomplishment, and we thank them for you know, their membership, their partnership, and their loyalty to My Fishing Cape Cod. Absolutely. I started My Fishing Cape Cod back in 2011, and we launched the membership option a year later. It's very humbling and awesome to know that some people have been on board for for over a decade. Now, for for the ten year membership, do they get like a paperweight or something like a you know a striped bass paperweight, maybe like some type of trophy or something like that? Oh God, yeah, paperweights. There's a good idea. I'm gonna have to uh, get to work on this, aren't I? Yeah, I mean, I feel like once you get to ten years, like that's a legitimate amount of time here. That's pretty much the you know the majority of our adult life. You and I. Imagine uh, 50 year members if I keep this going for so long. I'm going to have to be buying people a, a car or something. Well, 
fortunately for you, we know a guy down at Cape and Islands, Mitsubishi, that might be able to help you out with that later on. That's down the right. Line. Yeah, we'll lay it on Bruno. We'll figure it out. Now, getting back to the administrative stuff and, and getting that out of the way, uh, and speaking of Bruno, I know he had his fluke versus cancer fundraiser for Boston Children's Hospital. And I think, you know, if we're going to hear from Bruno later on in the show, and I'll ask him about this, but I believe he's going to, uh, you know, donate another trip, and, and Cousin Eddie is going to donate a trip as well. Yes, definitely. That was part of the fundraiser. Anybody who donated $30 or more will be included for a chance to win one of two spots on board a upcoming fluke trip. And I just wanted to mention it that on Friday, Bruno decided when he's in Alaska, that's when he's going to select the winners. So if you've been waiting for the announcement, just want you to know Friday from Alaska, Bruno's going to select the winners. So I'm interested to see how that's got to work out for Bruno. But very excited as well for the winners. And can't thank everybody enough. We exceeded our goal of $5,000. Just terrific. And in addition to that, Ryan, uh, we're going to hear from Bruno later on in, in the program, as I hinted at, and, and get a little bit of a, a deeper dive into his trip. But we're going to try to re- uh, record a podcast as well while he's up in Alaska. So we should have some cool content kind of coming for the members that is a little atypical, right? It's not the usual, you know, talking about bluefin tuna, striped bass, bluefish, fluke. So it, it should be an interesting thing to hear about what Bruno's doing up there. Alaska, global destination for fishing pure wilderness and we touch upon some you know outside of cape cod areas on the website whether it's me going down to costa rica we have an increasing amount of content for even the north shore of massachusetts and the boston area and now we have bruno going out to alaska so just another new addition some new content for the site now we've turned the calendar into August. This is our first podcast in the month of August. And usually when we get into August, we, we keep an eye toward the funny fish. And I know Bruno and, and Cousin Eddie have been getting into some Benito here already, but it's definitely something that I know you're going to have an eye on as we get later into the month. Yeah, third week of August last year is when I started seeing Albie. And I ran into some really nice schools. I think it was August 27th, right off of Mashpee. And for the next several weeks from there, all the way down the Elizabeth Islands was, was really good fishing. Lots of topwater action, very tight balls with peanut bunker. So hopefully uh, that will happen again. We'll see. I've heard of some Benito being caught. I know Eddie got one. I know a few other guys have gotten them um, as well. More towards Nantucket Sound is what I've heard. But we also have a new tournament that we're going to be launching, or it has launched. They were just starting to talk about it. And this tournament's going to be for Albies, for Benito, and for Bluefish. And we're calling it the Cape and Islands Mitsubishi Anglers Cup. And I have it posted over on the blog if you'd like to learn more. But we're going to have some big cash prizes for the largest Albie, largest Benito, largest Blue. And it's going to run from now right until Columbus Day, which is in October. So... If that sounds interesting to you, you can check it out over on the blog. And speaking of the website, Ryan, I know it's been a very busy time of year, you know, traffic-wise, and you posting all this stuff on the website. You've got a ton of new content up there. I know one thing that I was looking at earlier uh, was the post on how striped bass position themselves within the rips. Yes, over in the Monomoy rips, I put up a six-minute-long video 
showing how stripers will often position themselves while feeding, and you also get the, the drone and the underwater shots there. Having another post, our top catches from July 2022 by Tim Donnelly, and that highlights a lot of the activity that's been going on inside the forum. I put up a video of the surf casting Cape Cod's National Seashore during late summer. Personally, I've done better fishing those beaches during the end of August, first part of September, especially the last two years. I know a lot of people from the site have done well down there at night during the incoming tide. And hoping that happens again. And coming soon, yesterday I was out chumming stripers. Went out to a rock in Cape Cod Bay. Was chumming with mackerel. I got a school right in front of me, and I had a bunch of underwater cameras set up filming the school as they were eating the chum. And I will be coming out soon. And also, Nick Calabrese, he's a scientist. He's a member of my fish in Cape Cod. He's got a post about using video cameras to survey cod populations. Be publishing very soon. So just a, a ton of stuff going on right now with the website, with the forum. We've got podcasts coming out. And I know you're also very excited. Uh, you're going to dip your toe back into the Instagram pool. I know we had an unfortunate situation where, you know, the, the My Fishing Cape Cod Instagram got commandeered. But sounds like you're going to start up a new handle. Yeah, back in May, after seven years and gaining 15,000 followers, the Instagram account was hacked. It was then deleted. I still haven't gotten any reply back from Instagram support about it. So my wife, Lauren, and I decided to relaunch our Instagram page and start over. And the handle is at myfishingcapecod underscore Ryan. So if you followed us before on Instagram, it'd be great to have you following back. Well, I just got Instagram within the last couple of weeks, and I'm going to go right on and, and give that a follow. I'm still learning how to use it. I know I'm an old man, Ryan. I'm, I'm 36, going to be 37 in the fall, and it's taken me this long to get Instagram. But it just seems like there's so many cool things out there that I was missing out, so I've decided to take the plunge. Well, I appreciate your phone, Kevin. You know, for me, it's just an opportunity to hopefully brighten up people's days when they're scrolling through their feed. They can get some nice content about Cape Cod, nice content about fishing. We all know there's a lot of distractions out there on social media, a lot of negative components to it, but I just want to provide a, a stream of positivity, and that's what the Instagram is all about. Now, the last thing I want to hit on here that you and I have on the agenda is you've been doing a little bit of sea clamming, uh, and I know you've, for months now, been picking berries pretty much here, there, and everywhere, we even found some in my yard, uh, which was pretty cool. Uh, but, you know, the, the clamming something you and I have been doing since we were kids. It's something I've always done inside Cape Cod Bay. And during COVID uh, and the pandemic, I really became a more avid shell fisherman because it was such a great activity to go kind of foraging for sea clams, cohogs, mussels, steamers, razor clams. But tell us a little bit about what you've been doing. I've been going down there again into the bay, up snorkeling out, and I've been digging up sea clams, which are the really, really big clams. And you can actually see their siphon oftentimes sticking out of the sand, or there'll be a slight depression in the sand. And then if you step near it or disturb the area in any way, they'll oftentimes shoot a little bubble and you know that there's one buried there. 
And then I've just, with my hands, just been uncovering the sea clam. It's kind of cool seeing this big, huge clam, how it positions itself in the sand. And then just plucking them out, you know, with my bare hands. And I've been bringing them home, creating chopped clams and freezing a lot of the jars. So we'll have a supply during the winter. And you also mentioned berry foraging. When I walk Rosie, collecting berries, whether they're wild huckleberries, blueberries, black raspberries, it's really amazing the amount of berries that are available in Cape Cod and Massachusetts. And I've got a freezer full of berries too, wild berries that I plan on enjoying over the winter. So I know it's not specifically fishing related, but it's kind of all part of that hunter-gatherer lifestyle, which I know for me, somewhere deep down in my soul, it's still alive. You know, we, we can't 100% rely on surviving off wild foods, at least not right now, but having a little bit of that component as part of my day-to-day routine has really made this summer a special one for me. Well, Ryan, I'll let you get back to enjoying your day. Really appreciate you taking some time out of it to, to spend with us here on the podcast and hopefully talk to you in another couple of weeks. Sounds good, Kevin. I'm looking forward to hearing what Bruno and CJ from the Goose Hummock Shop have to share in today's show. Thank you for putting this together. Next up on this week's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is a second time podcast guest for us here on the show. Want to welcome in CJ Seropoulos, who joined us last month in July. CJ, it's a pleasure to have you back on the show. Good to be back. Glad to be talking again with you guys. So let's dive right into it, CJ. The first thing I want to ask about is about striped bass. I know the bite has been insane um, pretty much everywhere. I know inside Cape Cod Bay, there's been a ton of live pogies. I know the commercial quota is now closed, which I think it's the first time in several years that that poundage has been hit. Uh, give us what you're hearing about striped bass. Yeah, so it's been phenomenal. Like you said, the uh, the commercial season has just ended. Guys are bummed, but it's good news for guys like us that are just trying to get out there and catch fish. Uh, I was down by Monomoy last weekend, killed it. Uh, biggest one was 43 and a half inches by my buddy, and just countless others, probably 35 between three of us. So it was just phenomenal. In terms of from shore, CJ, are you hearing of any good like surf casting spots for people that might be heading down Cape, you know, to stock up at the Goose and then hit the beach? Yeah, so the bite is still up up in uh, northern Cape, up by Churro Moor. Nosset's been good too, but it's kind of hit or miss there, up by the Churro beaches. It's been consistent and it's been great. Just throwing uh, little plugs, um, new island X lures we've got in, and Sandio patterns have been phenomenal. Well, that's good to hear. And another thing I wanted to ask you about is bluefish. We've had a lot of bluefish inside the bay here where I live. Uh, what are you hearing about bluefish just in general on Cape Cod right now? Yeah, so last week we were just telling people to wait another couple of days, wait another week, and they'll be here, and we're right on the money. It's been it's popping off. Gator blues are on the Cape Cod. They're on the outer beaches, and you can catch them just about anything you throw at them, but it's going to be similar stuff to what you're throwing for the stripers. Just, I think they're really honing in on the squid right now. Now we talked about Truro really quick uh, with the striper bite. Are there any bluefish mixed in, you know, on those beaches in Truro as well? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, even if the uh, bluefish bites even better than the striper bite right now. So 
get a fun pull on your line while you're up there. Can you talk a little bit about what the goose offers um, in terms of folks looking to target bluefish? I know they chew up your gear quite a bit, but can you just talk a little bit about some general tips or advice on folks that may want to try to target some of these fish to get them in the smoker or, or cook them up? Yeah, so if you're having trouble and you're losing lures, we uh, we sell our wire with nylon-coated leaders. So if you get in a school of bluefish, put that on. You, don't, you definitely don't want to go losing your $25 lure that you just got. Or you can go up with a 50- or 60-pound mono even just to stay clear of snapping anything off. And what are some good lures? You mentioned you don't want to lose, you know, your investment, uh, so to speak, when you're when you're fishing with that gear, you know, targeting these bluefish. But what are some good lures that'll stand up to the test of, you know, being whacked around by some of these gator blues? Yeah, like I mentioned, the uh, Island X is great. They come with those single hooks, so it's really good for the fish, and you don't want to get a hook in your hand. Those guys have been great, and Yozuri makes some really good their darter has been really good for me, but their crystal minnow has been working for other guys as well. Now, speaking of bluefish, another, you know, a, a nice bluefish can make an excellent tuna bait. And I know, I think today might be one of the last days of the commercial bluefin, you know, the giant season before it closes down and maybe reopens uh, later into the fall. But can you That's give right. us a, a quick kind of snapshot of the bluefin report that you're hearing? I know the action has been pretty hot and heavy. Yeah, so like you said, today is going to be the last day for any of you commercial guys out there to get out and go catch your your big fish. Uh, my captain Phil's out there right now, getting his uh, getting his licks in before the end of the season. Like you said, it's been great. The small tuna bite in the beginning of the year was awesome for recreational guys, and then the big tuna came in. It's been phenomenal. And in terms of the wreck fish, you know, once this commercial season closes tomorrow. Uh, are there still some wreck fish around? I know you mentioned it was hot at the, you know, really hot at the start of the year, but can people still target the wreck fish as well? Yeah, of course. So, like, like you said, it's uh, it slowed down definitely. This beginning of this year was just nuts, but um, we still have cost-efficient combos in shop. Five hundred dollars, you can get into the game of recreational tuna. Awesome. Uh, speaking of the shop, what's been going on in terms of inventory? You guys fully stocked up? Anything special you want to tell the listeners about? Oh, yeah. Tons of stuff coming in. We have tons of spreader bars being made, all different colors. We have our green and brown that's been killing it. Our Ronzi's for tuna has been great. And we're, uh, we're stocked to the brim right now. And I know you guys, CJ, this time of year, you guys are cranking seven days a week. Can you just give us a, a quick update on the store hours for the week and weekend hours? Yeah, it's going to be Monday through Saturday from 8 to 6 and Sunday from 8 to 4. Awesome, CJ. Thank you so much for sharing some of your time with us on this week's podcast. It was great to catch up with you, and hopefully we can have you on before the end of the season again. Yeah, thank you. Well, next up on this edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast is our good buddy Bruno Demir from down at Cape and Islands Mitsubishi. And Bruno, how are you doing on this gloomy Wednesday? I'm doing great, Kevin. Hello, MFTC members. It's a gloomy day, but it's still a very good day to go out there and catch some fish. Yeah, we've had this heat wave that we've been in the midst of, you know, the last two or three weeks. It's been 90 degrees plus, it seems like, every day. And now, all of a sudden, completely different weather pattern. I'll be curious to see how that kind of affects the fishing. Yeah, it should be interesting uh, to see what happens with all this southwest blow that we've been having. 
I'm sure that's going to bring some of the uh, warm-blooded fish up here, specifically the funny fish. Um, and we'll see how that goes once the wind dies down. Yeah, let's start off with that. I know you've been kind of getting into, you know, Benito and, and a couple of your, you know, network of captains and our, our good friend, Cousin Eddie. Um, you know, the Benito seem like they're around and it, it might be a really good year for them. Yeah, you know, um, as I said before, we I, a friend of mine caught a 30-inch um, Bonito up in Seatown. And then uh, I also heard my buddy Mike from Bad Dog caught a nice size bonito in the bay. Um, so uh, I went out to Monomoy to um, try to hunt down the elusive ghost, which is one of my favorites. I think fluke and bonito are probably my two favorite species to uh, target and get. Um, I, I, I was going to go out earlier, uh, Saturday of last week, try to get a bonito. And I was still in bed when Cousin Eddie texted me a picture of him holding a bonito. And that got me jumped right out of bed. And uh, I ran I ran into my the bedroom of my two little boys. And I said, guys, Uncle Eddie caught a bonito. And they jumped out of bed and got ready. And we went out there and went to a little spot that Eddie and I called the bonito hole. And we were able to uh, hook up right away on a couple of nice you know, in addition to that, you and I have been talking a little bit about, you know, all the different fish that you can target off the Cape this time of year. And talking about Monomoy, you just hit on it. I know the, the Monomoy striper bite has been pretty biblical for a while now. The striper bite inside Cape Cod Bay, uh, the live pogey bite has been biblical. Uh, so it just seems like a great year for striper. Are you still hearing that bite continuing? Yeah, you know, this is the first time in probably... I want to say five to seven years where the commercial striped bass quota was met and they closed the commercial striped bass season. Um, so what does that tell you? I mean, the commercial size fish has to be over 35 inches, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, you know, for, for that much um, activity in the commercial and guys being able to hit the quota, that tells me that the stock was plentiful this year, and some of these fish were very, very um, well-fed and over the size, and they did great with it. Um, so, you know, we're seeing that also at Monomoy. I mean, um, last Saturday and last Friday at Monomoy, we went around Bierces, and on um, the flood tide, which seems to be the better tide at Monomoy, uh, brings in that cooler water, drops the water temperature from about 70 degrees down to higher 50 degrees, 55 to 58 degrees. It's quite a swing in water temperature from the outgoing to the incoming. So on the flood tide, it's bringing in a lot of nice squid and uh, plenty of bait. And these fish are eating really well out of Bierces and um, we were, we mainly caught and released. Um, I know a lot of folks love eating striper, um, but I, you know, I, I enjoy more of the sports end of it. Um, and we caught and released at least 15 striper between Friday and Saturday, uh, as big as 34 inches. 
the majority were in the slot size. Uh, so the striper bite is still on at uh, Monomar. You gotta find colder water, that's the key. Because if you start getting into over 60 degrees of water, uh, there's just gonna be nothing but bluefish. And there, there, there's 36 inch bluefish right now in those rips. Probably the biggest bluefish I've ever seen on the tape. Well, that sounds promising as well, Bruno, because the bluefish are an awful fun fish from a sporting perspective as well to battle. Absolutely. I mean, the other day when we were there, my son hooked up into one, and you know, this this guy was jumping out of the water like a tarpon. I mean, they are very acrobatic and very fun to catch. And we're talking about uh, the quota, Bruno, for the striped bass being met. Uh, give us an update on the, the bluefin tuna fishery. So the bluefin tuna fishery has been just as much on fire here on the Cape this year. And um, today was the last day of the commercial season because that quota has also been met, as we spoke about in the last couple of weeks, about you know, checking with your buyer if you're going out commercial fishing for bluefin tuna because even the buyers were uh, pretty hesitant on buying more fish because the market really got flooded. Um, so the, the season was closed as of today. Today was the last day to fish commercially. And my reports came in today out at the Sword and um, guys really killed it. Um, I was speaking to uh, my buddy um, TJ from Wicked Tuna. Most of those Wicked Tuna guys are out there right now. And um, today was today was a, a big day. I mean, everyone got a fish. Everyone's rods went off. There's lights out fishing at the sword today for Giants. Um, and that will reopen, I believe, on September 1st, maybe the 2nd, if I'm not mistaken. That's the uh, that's the deal on the tuna front. There's still plenty of wreckfish at the sort for guys that want to get out there and buy some bars from the goose and see Phil and let him get you some hooked up some uh, wreckfish and troll around at the sort. There's still plenty of that going on. Now, Bruno, another species I want to hit on, and it brings up a, a topic that I know you've been going back and forth with Ryan on on the website, are fluke. And I know... You had a great fundraiser, Fluke vs. Cancer. Uh, I want to give you a second to talk about how that fundraiser went and how you're going to be re rewarding one special member and donor to that fundraiser. Yeah, you know, um, I appreciate you giving me a chance to talk about that because MSTC is such a great, great forum for people to just learn how to, you know, uh, recreationally fish out here on the Cape, but it's also a great community of um, folks that care to do well in the world. And we do this every year, and this is the second year of Fluke versus Cancer, where we raise money for Boston Children's Hospital to um, benefit children's cancer research. And, um, it, you know, last year we, our goal was 2500 We went over this year, it was 5000 and we went over, we raised over $5,000 for Boston Children's Hospital. And 90% of that money is donated through MFCC members. So to everyone that donated and supported the cause, I, I greatly appreciate it. It means a lot to me. And um, as, a, as a return for the donations, 
Um, I'm going to be picking two names out of the donations that are MFCC members that we are going to bring out fluke fishing. And we're going to try to get them a big doormat and, um, and basically, um, you know, last year we did the same thing and we had such good footage. Ryan actually made it a TV show on My Fishing TV, My Fishing Cape Cod TV. Um, as a bo- added bonus, my cousin Eddie um, also decided to contribute like he did last year. And he picked out two names that um, he picked out a name that he's going to bring to as a buddy boat with us out to the fluke grounds and uh so we're gonna actually have two winners again this year that get to get out there on some monster fluke well that sounds like a lot of fun bruno i know ryan got a ton of great footage last year i hope you guys have a great trip this year and when that gets closer and that happens i'm sure you'll keep us updated on how that goes the last thing i want to touch on is i know you're you're heading west uh, later this week, but we're going to have some great content coming from you. You and I are going to try to record a podcast while you're you're out there. Tell everybody a little bit about this trip you've got coming up. So uh, it's a bucket list trip for me. I've I've always wanted to do it, but uh, and the time has come where I'm able to get it uh, checked off my list. So I'll be flying out to Alaska tomorrow uh, for a week, and um, we're going to be going to. Um, Seward, Alaska first to uh, get the biggest fluke of them all, which is the Grand Halibut of Alaska. So we're going to go out halibut and king salmon fishing in Alaska and Seward. And then after that, we're taking some jumper planes over the mountains into a uh, very off-the-grid cabin, intricate bay, and we're going to be fishing for um, king salmon and silver salmon and giant rainbow trout um, mixed with grizzly bears and very off-the-grid uh, rivers and creeks. And we're going to try to get as much footage and, as we can for you guys to, to kind of see the travel. And, and uh, I'll report back of uh, everything going on as we, uh, as we go through the trip. Yeah, and, the podcast. Yeah, and for our you know avid podcast listeners, which there are many that are listening to the show today, you know Bruno and I are going to have a special visit while he's up in Alaska. We're going to tape a podcast while he's up there. Um, you know, just giving us an update on on what it's like. You know, not just from a fishing perspective, but just from kind of a, a human perspective up there as well. So something to look forward to. A little bonus podcast for all of our listeners here coming up. You know, this weekend or early next week. Sounds good. Bruno, last but not least, before I let you go and, and pack for your trip, what's going on down at Cape and Islands Mitsubishi? Anything good? Well, actually, we just got really nice pre-owned vehicles from the auction. The, the pricing seems to have settled down at the auction. We don't like to buy from the auction off-lease vehicles unless the price is aggressive enough that we can offer aggressive prices to our uh, customers. So when you, if you're in the market for a vehicle and you, you want to save some money and get something pre-owned, check out our inventory at capemitsu.com because we have over 70 used vehicles in stock right now.
Well, all right, buddy. I know you've got a very busy 24 hours ahead of you. You get some family time to get in, some loose ends to tie up, and a suitcase to pack. So I'll let you get working on that. And the next time I hear your voice, you'll be in Alaska. I look forward to it, my friend. All right, Kevin. Thank you again. And thanks to everyone that donated towards Fluke uh, versus Cancer. And I appreciate everything MSTC has done. So tight lines, everybody. Well, my thanks to Bruno Demir from down at Cape and Islands Mitsubishi for sharing some of his busy Wednesday with us ahead of his big trip to Alaska. And thank you to all the guests that took time out of their schedule to join today's program, starting with MFCC founder and creator Ryan Collins, CJ Seropoulos of the Goose Hummock down in Orleans, and last but not least, Bruno Demir from Cape and Islands Mitsubishi. So that's going to put the wraps on today's edition of the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. Want to thank all of you for joining us. And again, welcome to all the new members. I think you're going to love being part of this MFCC family. So until we chat again, this is your host, Kevin Collins, signing off. And until the next podcast, tight lines and take care. Thanks for tuning in to the My Fishing Cape Cod podcast. For the latest local news, information, and fishing reports, be sure to log on to myfishingcapecod.com. From all of us at My Fishing Cape Cod, tight lines and take care.